You are listening to episode 13 of Chit Chat with a Therapist. This is Chit Chat with a Therapist, the podcast where clinicians are supported and encouraged to create a private practice that they can be proud of. And now, here is your host, therapist, coach, and future BFF, Melissa Da Silva. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Chit Chat with a Therapist. I am your host, Melissa Da Silva. If you are not already in the know, make sure you join my private Facebook group, A Private Practice Made Easy, because that is where I share all my wisdom and freebies and my shenanigans and thoughts of the day. And I want you to get your hands on all of that by joining my Facebook group. We also offer a lot of support too. And I think that's probably one of the best things about the group. It's very active and everybody's so supportive. I want to get into our interview today with Lee Rowley. I was so pumped up after this interview because sometimes you just get into a groove with somebody and you feel like you are on the same wavelength. And I think that you can feel that when you hear the interview that I do with Lee. And now Lee does have a giveaway. So make sure you listen to that and you can grab that at the end of the episode. So enjoy my interview with Lee and I hope it is as enjoyable for you as it was for me. Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Melissa, thanks for having me on. It's a yes. pleasure. So, so, Lee, you are not a therapist. I just want to throw that out there for everybody who listens. Oh, uh, no. No, no. Uh, so I want to let all the other therapists who are listening know that. So tell us, what is it that you do? I am a copy brander. Uh, I write marketing copy that helps uh, people sell their products, services, and courses, uh, but also strengthens the brand by building trust. Because I believe that there are too many people in the marketing industry who are relying on sales tactics and pushy things that just people aren't responding to anymore. So when I first started out in my own business, I had no idea what copy was. I always thought it was like that copy paste thing. Ah. So for other people who don't know what copy is, is it? Copy is essentially persuasive writing. Uh, Anything that you put out there as part of your marketing suite, your marketing assets, is copy. Uh, That can range from your homepage, your about me page, we can talk about that in a little bit, Uh, emails, scripts for videos you create. I mean, it's, uh, it's not content per se. Uh, in terms of it's just out there to be filler, uh, but it's it's content that persuades, content that if you if it's done right builds trust and wins you loyal clients for life. And that's what we want to do is kind of get people to know, love, and trust us to really pull them in to start therapy. Um, right. And so you really specialize in the copy branding. So Mm -hmm. that is really interesting because a lot of people don't do that. So can you tell us a little bit about the branding side of things? Absolutely. Everything that you put out there reflects on your unique brand. Uh, You know, whether you you realize you have one or not, you're building a brand, even if that even if that brand is as boring as oatmeal. Uh, 
the face, the human side of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the copy that you write needs to support that, support your values, support what you believe in, and support what you can do for your clients. So a lot of my copy has uh, letters spelled backwards. <laughs> so does that mean like I'm kind of eclectic in my branding? <laughs> oh, my letters words spelled, spelled, my word uh, spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, no. Well, okay. Um, that's not something I've run into before. No. But, uh, that, 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 that's okay. That's a therapist uh, before she got Grammarly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with having tools to help. Look, I got a C in college English, okay? I am not Hemingway. No one is going to hire me to write the great American novel anytime soon. But it's a it's a conversation in writing. Mm-hmm. It See, doesn't I, have got to the, I got the premium brand of Grammarly because I knew, like, I'm worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and has, has it helped? Do you, do you oh my gosh. It? Yes. Yes. My, my case notes are much better. Awesome. Uh, my Facebook posts are less weird and misspelled. So it has worked. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Now, you know, from a copy standpoint, it really, it's, uh, it struggles a little bit. Um, I get a little impatient with the whole idea because it's constantly telling me you can't start a sentence with and, and I'm like, don't tell me what to do. I'm a copywriter. I can get up. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> things like that because copyright, because copywriting needs to be so conversational that a lot of the standard, you know, English rules of, of grammar uh, get bent. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when we start throwing in hashtags and, and starting sentences with and and, you know, talking like you speak, mm-hmm. uh, it's more engaging. Grammarly doesn't know. like my my phrase of who this be. <laughs> oh, no, really? I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine who this be. Okay. Yes. Nice. <laughs> who this be? Okay. Right on. So you're in your regular day to day. So you're writing copy branding for other entrepreneurs. Who do you usually work with? Mostly coaches who are in the business slash lifestyle slash kind of woo woo space. Uh, Tony Robbins. I don't work with Tony Robbins, no. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I was I would I would say that the the. Uh, the the intellectual descendants of Tony Robbins. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, a lot of these people are kind of into the the law of attraction, you know, the mindfulness uh, space. But they're usually coaching business owners. Uh, and something that's kind of odd is eighty five percent of my clients are women. Interesting. I for some for whatever reason, uh, you know, the way that I approach uh, works better for for female-owned businesses uh, because I do go after that connection-based approach uh, that, that, that women are, you know, statistically, statistically speaking, more likely to embrace. And, and they're like, you can write my voice better than I can. So, uh, you know, just say don't judge it. Just it works. Let it work. So how did you actually get into the field of copywriting? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I, I started by getting into copywriting, which has happened because I stopped giving a crap about my job. I got fired. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, at that point, I had basically two skills that I could draw from, make, making words and making chili. Uh, <laughs> chili making apparently isn't a terribly lucrative career for most of us. So I was like, okay, let's see what we can do with this writing thing. Uh, and, you know, I learned copywriting the same way that 
most people do, which is you know, uh, yank a template out of a swipe file. A uh, swipe file is just basically just a ready-to-go folder that you go, okay, well, I need to write an About Me page, so let's pull out this template, uh, let's change the names, let's change some of the facts, and ship it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I was taught to do. Like, you know, that's what I ta- was taught copywriting was. Uh, they would always, they would tell you to go, like, find, uh, online you can find sales letters from the 1970s, like the Dan Kennedy stuff and the Gary Halbert stuff and all that, which was phenomenal stuff in 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh when people actually had time to sit down and read eight-page letters at the dinner table, uh, but they would have you hand copy these things, write them out word for word, Jeez. pencil to pencil, because that's how you learn great copy. I'm like, no, that's how you learn about hand cramps. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. it, it's <laughs> totally pointless. Um, so, you know, but I was just doing it. I, at the same time, I was taking care of my daughter at the time. Uh, she was, uh, she had some severe health problems. And so it was good to be home to take care of her. So I was like able to bite the bullet on this stuff. Uh, writing templated copy that I really wasn't into and just giving it to my clients and going, here, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 2013, uh, just after her 10th birthday, she passed away. Oh, I'm sorry uh, for, about that. Uh, I, well, it's it's thank you. Um, it's uh, it was definitely was a defining moment in, in my life and uh, one that led me into a long journey through alcoholism, which is always fun uh, because I basically wanted to kill myself. I wanted to drink myself to death. Um, and and after a lot of months of this, I like you know I was like, okay, I can't do this. I got to find some reason to keep going, and you know. I knew that I wanted to continue to write because that's all I'm good at. Um, and I thought about Aria, and I thought about what she would be if she hadn't passed, um, if she had a chance to grow up. And I was like, she was so loving to her tribe. Uh, you know, she was jaundiced, her face was yellow, and, and she had uh, an ileostomy ileostomy bag drained bile out for her liver because it couldn't process it. So that would always leak and, and on her clothes, and she'd have to go to the nurse's office in the middle of the day. But, you know, she was just such a happy freaking little individual who just did whatever the heck she wanted and didn't care what anybody thought of it. And she had this little tribe of people around her that she loved to the moon and back, and they loved her to the moon and back. And she was just like, she always wanted them to be who they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't care about everybody else, the people, the kids that made fun of her, the the weird people that came up to us at the at the restaurant at the, while we were eating and said, what's wrong with your kid? You oh my know, gosh. Never never phased her a bit uh but you know she cared about her people Mm -hmm. and she wanted them to shine and i thought wait okay most people get to carry on their parents legacy i've got this rare opportunity to carry on my child's legacy which i feel was very profound uh and i was like okay i i've got words how do i use them to make people shine Mm -hmm. my people the people that i want to work with and uh, that's where this copy branding thing came about. Uh, I, I learned uh, this immersion process and and how to help people really connect with the people they want to uh, to work with, without the pushiness, without feeling sleazy, without feeling like they need to go take a shower after they've written a, <laughs> a yeah. piece of copy, right? Um, so that was that. That was about a four year journey uh, mm-hmm. to going through that, and uh, you know I. I feel like I'm still carrying on her legacy today. Maybe that's nuts, but 
No, it makes it works perfect for me. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So a lot of therapists don't do copy. Mm-hmm. We just kind of uh, hope that somebody's going to knock on our door and ask us for services. Sure. So what tips could you give us therapists who are trying to get clients into our office um, in regards to branding or copywriting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'd say there's three elements to really powerful copy, no matter what you do. Um, and it, But especially in a human-to-human profession like therapy, right? Mm. Um, so the first is to get super clear on your story. Why are you doing this and not a million other things? Because look, I mean, uh, there's easier ways to make for, there's easier ways to make a living than what I do. And there's easier ways to make a living than what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. So there's a reason there is a specific beside, and it's not just, Oh, I want to help people. Oh, I'm interested in psychology. Oh, I'm interested in the mind. No, if you get clear enough when your story and you start peeling away the layers, the shoulds, mm-hmm. you know, the must do's, you're going to find that specific why, that pivotal moment, that defining event or defining characteristic that led you where you are now, mm. that sparked your passion. It's in there. Yeah. It, took, it took me years to find it. I hope it doesn't take you, people <laughs> listening to your years to find it. Because, you know, I went about it the hard way, you know. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, once you get clear on that story, it doesn't come overnight. But as the more you tell it, the mm-hmm. more you put through your copy and, and through your work, the clearer you get. That's what I found. It's just, it, it's, you know, it's super clear on what I'm going to do with the rest of my time on this earth and how I'm going to use it to, to make it a better place than I found it. Mm. Uh, so, you know, get clear on that specific story, your why. Okay. Um, second, get clear on your, on your ideal client story. Um, mm-hmm. I, I advocate going into Facebook groups, uh, Amazon book reviews, uh, any place where you can listen to them talking about their problems and they think you're not listening mm-hmm. or they think a therapist's not listening, right? Because, you know, that's where they get honest. That's when they talk about frustrations and problems that they would not otherwise talk about. And you can pick up cues from that to be able to weave into uh, content or copy, either one. And show them that you understand what their world's really like. Mm. And if you could do that better than the next person, then you do not have to sell because you've built trust. So almost answering the question they have without them even realizing they're asking the question. Right. Right. Okay. I'll give you a quick example from another niche and, and just to, just to relate, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. I had a, a client who was in that business, had a holistic remedy, uh, and so everybody in that niche was talking about p- joint pain, mm-hmm. right? Everybody in that niche was talking about um, limited mobility. What they weren't talking about was this. And I found this in a Facebook group. This lady was talking about, she said, um, she said, you know, my husband and I don't get along very well. And a lot of the reason I feel is because we haven't been able to sleep in the same bed for five years because I toss and turn at night because I hurt. And I'm keeping him awake. And I'd rather he sleep in another room than have to suffer me tossing and turning all night. Mm-hmm. But it's straining our relationship. Wow. Can you imagine? Who's, who else is going to come to them and say, hey, I know what this is like. Mm-hmm. You know, this, here's an example of what people I help are going through. Maybe you can relate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the kids, the grandkids haven't been over for six months. They finally get to come over. You play with them for five minutes, and then you're so tired that you have to sit on the couch and watch them play all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about? They're talking about joint pain. Yeah. And you know? so how do you create a copy from something like that? Is it something like, you know, is the rheumatoid arthritis affecting your relationship? Yeah, you can take all kinds of different angles with this. Uh, you know, I, I, I love to go into, um, you know, uh, tell me if tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Mm, okay. You know, you're sitting on the, you know, you've been anxiously waiting for the for the kid, grandkids to show up and you've been watching, them, you know, you've seen them online and you've watched them grow, but you haven't had a chance to actually let them sit on your lap and, da, 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 you know, and just kind of go into this story and take them through it. Mm. And pepper in these details that create images in their mind that go, yeah, I kind of, you know, either I, I, that's exactly what I've been through or, you know, I, I can really relate to that uh, because mm-hmm. I've had a similar experience. Uh, so, yeah, I will do that. I'll just, just say, you know, hey, does this sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever experienced this? Asking questions in copy is a powerful way to draw people in and build trust because you're not just going, hey, look at me, I have, look how great I am, I've done this, I've helped this many people, blah, blah, blah. You're saying, here's how I can help you. Mm, here's how okay. I can make this view focused. Nice, nice. And then what is the third point? So we did the first two. What is the third tip you can give us? Oh, thank you so much because I ramble all the time and I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. This is my this is my game here. The right. Well, well, yeah, I think we're I think we're gonna relate relate here right on. So the third thing is to find the intersection between the two, your story, and their story. Because if you can find where that commonality is, you know, again, it's instant trust. Uh, and, and it takes some work, and it's work that 95% of other people in your field and 95% of copywriters won't do because we all have a tendency to think we know who our avatar is mm. and what's going on in their world. And mm-hmm. we, we don't. I have shown client after client after client that when you really dive into social media, into the Amazon reviews, into, I don't say Quora so much because there's a whole lot of nothing there. Um, but just the different social media channels, uh, anywhere where you can find them engaging, um, mm-hmm. then they go, crap, I had no idea. Uh, I, I really just, I didn't feel like I didn't know my, my target audience at all. Mm. Um, and it just makes their copy that much stronger that you have to spend less time sitting and thinking about it because you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, can you give any tips for if somebody kind of has like that writer's block? So like, I know, I, I know the tribe, I know the story. Now it's just hard to kind of like get it down because I know me, I'll be like, Oh, the dishes need to be washed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, a, a lot of it's just general stuff. For me, it's been trial and error. It's what kind of music I listen to. Um, I I pair different kinds of music with different tones, styles, mm. niches. Uh, you know, if I'm working if I'm working on a project for a personal personal fitness trainer, you know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna go for we're gonna drag out the metal. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if I'm if I'm writing for a for a holistic coach who's uh, you know trying to help you balance your chakras or whatever, you know, then yeah. that's, that's when I drag out the Enya, you know, it's, yeah, we, we go that. So that 
little tricks like that uh, are excellent. Oh, uh, another one I absolutely love, and like nobody's going to do this because it takes time, but I hope you will, is write journal entries. Before you start writing copies, write a journal entry from your ideal client's perspective. Oh, from my ideal client's perspective. What's going on in there? Yeah, yeah you yes. put your sights dig in so you you immerse yourself in their world mm-hmm. so completely that you just write from their standpoint. And yeah. it's hard, it's a little hard at first, and then it starts getting easier. And then the next thing you know, you've got five pages and you're like, holy crap, let's go. Wow. Uh, and I've pulled copy from journal entries. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, switched, reframed it a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, changed maybe 10 words in a, in a paragraph and well, crap, there's my copy. Yeah. Uh, you know, half of it's already, you know, part of it's already done. Um, wow. So that's saved my bacon over and over again, for sure. Awesome. Now you have written a book, I hear. I have. <laughs> and what I is have. that book? It's called The Avatar Immersion Method. And uh, it's a much more detailed version of what I just described here of really digging in to your ideal client's world and, you know, understanding them better than they understand themselves. Uh, you know, in fact, I, I kicked around the, it ended up being a tagline on my site for a while. Like, write, write copy that make your, make your ideal prospect say, OMG, you get me and shut up and take my money. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but we decided against that. They didn't like that. All right. So uh, anyway, so this is the whole process it's, and the process of creating what I call the, uh, the uh, connection mind map, which uh, the information, the golden nuggets that you get out of the social media, the Amazon reviews, all the other places where you're listening to them to categorize them in one of eight buckets mm-hmm. in, in this connection wheel. Uh, you know, it's a shtick, but it, you know, you can do, you can do it any way you want. This is just what works for me. So I kind of do it in mind map style. And then when I sit down to write the copy after I've done this, you know, even if I've done the journal entry, I've got that in front of me so that I can pick out these details. Oh, well, I need something here to put here, you know, to, to build, uh, to show them that I understand. Well, I need something here to show that, you know, we actually know what we're doing. And then it, it just makes the whole writing process much less frightening. And I think that would really work well for therapists because if we're working with people who have anxiety and we're writing journal entries from the point of view of having anxiety, you could really get a lot out of that. And if, you know, somebody who has anxiety can read that, it's almost like you get me. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. I want to see you on a weekly basis because you get me in my story. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what makes it important. Now, I do, you know, it, it's, it's a business decision to niche down. Um, but from a marketing standpoint, right to the smallest audience possible. Mm hmm. Uh, that's scary to do. I, yes. I know everybody's like, you know, I had this conversation with, with uh, another podcaster in, in a different space. And, they're, you know, we were talking about that. And I was like, look, I understand that you got bills to pay. Okay. So, you know, it's not like you can just be like, okay, the heck with it. I'm only going to take my perfect clients from now on. And, blah. you know, there's, there's a phasing out process to it. Mm-hmm. And that took me a year, year and a half. I really was really a great fit, but I still had to make bank and, yeah. and to start bringing in the people that I really wanted to work with. Um, but if you start tailoring your message to who you really want to work with, then that, you know, that jump starts that whole process of phasing to who you really 
want to serve. And what I tell other therapists is that you niche down more people will come, but you need to get really focused on who your ideal client is. Um, and when you get really good at that, like that specific specialty, more people are going to come. So don't worry about there not being anybody. They're going to come. You just want to make sure that you you know who you're, you're targeting. Because right. in the end, it does end up costing money too. If you're marketing to everybody, you're spreading your money thin. Mm-hmm. But if you have like your one area, then you know exactly where to funnel that money for marketing. So, yeah, exactly. You know, classic example, pretty much everybody's okay with vanilla ice cream, right? You serve vanilla ice cream at a party, nobody's going to complain too much, right? I don't know. Some people I know would. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, all right. But you know what? It's nobody's really going to be over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, right. So you you get you know a, a, a espresso beans ground up in your in your ice cream, and I'm going to dig it, but somebody else might just be like, okay, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, there's there are thousands of me who would totally dig espresso ice cream. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's totally there's there's thousands of people who are going to dig what you do. Uh, you know, again, this is going back to what I learned from from Aria. Don't don't worry about people that aren't your people. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do, but you know, you, if you like, if you got to phase them out, phase them out. But don't let them get to you because mm. they're going to tell you as you start to focus in, as you start to see more success with the 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 audience you really want to work with, you're going to get some people that are going to complain. Oh, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You know, and at that point, that's where you really just have to say, okay. I'm in control of whose advice I listen to. Look, I'm telling a bunch of therapists how to <laughs> how to how to like fix their minds right. Oh, but wow. I, I got to tell you, a lot of us are in this field because we have coped with our own stuff. <laughs> For sure, I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that like self doubt and the low self esteem, I could say like plenty of us have experienced that, um, and you know, constantly questioning uh, right. because I know in our field we're not supposed to want to make a lot of money. And if you were to mention anything about having a, a big check or something like that, it's like, oh, no, we don't you. talk about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we should want to live like, you know, bare minimum and just keep giving and giving and giving until we have nothing else to give. And then we can just sit down and wait to die. <laughs> what are you, monks? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I just I just learned how to use Twitter today so I could tweet out to the world how angry I was with insurance companies. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm on a rampage. Um, like but rampage. insurance companies won't pay us. So are we not supposed to eat? <laughs> are we not yeah, supposed exactly. to want money? Well, yeah, I'm seeing so much here in the – you're in Australia, is that right? Are you in Australia? No, I'm in the United States. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I totally whipped it. I did send the wrong Skype request then. (laughs) So getting a Skype request in the middle of the night. (laughs) Who's this weirdo with a bow tie? Why is he bothering me? So, okay. Well, uh, no. So yeah, uh, you know, then that, that a lot of people in the medical profession are going to private pay. Oh yeah. A lot of us are too, because we can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got the the online, I I don't know. Should I get into like the, the online, uh, therapy services yes. or should i just or should i just leave that i tried that did uh, you? you know i did i tried it for a little bit because you know i don't have to drive to a therapist's office mm-hmm. and you know it, it's a uh, thing is just you know what the insurance wasn't going to pay anything worth a crap for me to go to a real you know for a, a 
brick and mortar therapist anyway. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a go. Um, it was it lasted about three days, and the <laughs> the the crowning advice was get a hobby. And I was like, oh, good. Interesting. Good. Um, but yeah, there's there's a little, uh, you know, it's kind of like McTherapy, I guess. Yeah, um, and the thing is, is that that's what I thought I wanted to start my business out in. And people kept asking if they could meet me in person. I'm like, oh, now I got to get an office space. and <laughs> Put on pants, yeah. Put on know. pants. Well, I still don't wear shoes. I wear my socks and slippers most of the time here. Oh, you. <laughs> we call them my house slippers, my office slippers. Um, but yeah, but then, you know, these online places, too, they don't pay the therapist very much either. I didn't think they did. I- Mm-mm. No, no. It's a terribly lucrative thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like being an online psychic. That might actually be more lucrative. <laughs> well, see, there. I might actually free. want to try that out. <laughs> uh, you're 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 free from you know uh, the the traditional restraints of therapy. You can just pretty much tell them whatever you want. You know, I had a client once said that. Well, I couldn't afford my copay, so I went to the psychic. Oh wow! <laughs> really? <laughs> Let me tell you about those psychics. Back in college, uh, I, I just as a joke, uh, I, I did that for did uh, you? a summer. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I, but you know, that's not a terribly ethical thing to do. But I was like, oh, it'll be fun. Uh, but then when I got hired, I found you know the first week I found out that. The same company uh, was, uh, and this is back in the 90s, okay, before really before the internet took off. So uh, part of it was uh, psychics and part of it was uh, phone sex. Mm-hmm. And there was this band of people who were both. Uh, and so the, like, when they would get slow, that would just be like, I could read your future to get the three of hearts. Like, oh, baby. You know, it's like, what the... <laughs> That was disturbing. I don't. I never thought I was going to recover from that. That, oh that was a mental scar to watch a 350-pound woman. <laughs> Jesus. Tell your future and, and get you super excited. Yes. All right. I've just taken us down a rabbit <laughs> hole here. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> I'm sorry. So oh, where can people find your book? Is it out yet? Are we getting on a wait list? What's going on with the book? Well, you know what? Um... I keep changing the date because I stink at finishing things. Um, so uh, it's good. It's going to be done by April because I've got a big event coming up in May and it has to be done. So like, you know, that would be an egg on my face thing if I didn't get it done then. Uh, so, you know, what I'm doing now, because I've just got 90 other things going on, is like, if go hit me up on Instagram, follow me at the Lee Rowley. Uh, not only will you get wonderful shenanigans uh, straight to your Instagram feed every day, if you DM me what you And yes, I do have one, believe it or not. Oh. I will send you a copy of the book full free when it comes out. Awesome. Awesome. I think you were the first guest we've ever had to give away a freebie. Awesome. That is yep. so exciting. Now, like if you're halfway across the world, I'll probably charge you a few bucks for shipping if you're cool with that. But I mean, you know, I don't for the book itself, hey. Yeah, nice. no, I'm happy to do it. Uh, you know, I, I believe in this and, you know, I want to spread the word and just get other people uh, to, to really make some success for themselves with it. Awesome. Well, Lee, thank you so much for meeting with me today. It was great learning all this sure. stuff. And I think a lot of therapists are really going to get some good information from this. I know we are. Um, I see Shay over here 
shaking her head. Yes, we're going to start working on awesome. our copy. Great, great. <laughs> and any questions, you know, I'm uh, again, you know, uh, Instagram's kind of become my my portal for things, you know, because like nobody visits websites anymore. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have one. They just nobody visits it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, just again, DM me, DM me any questions. I'm happy to help. Uh, it may take me two or three days to get back to you, but, uh, you know, I'll be happy to help however I can. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Great. Thanks. Bye. Bye.